Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So today, we're going to get into what I wanted to speak on. I actually uh, woke up at 5 o'clock this morning. Hey, Brooklyn, are you talking? You got to... <laughs> Mom life. Bring him to work, right? Bring him to the studio. Um, I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning, and uh, with, uh, you know, it, it was something that the enemy tried to creep into my thoughts and to my mind. And he had done it before, so it was almost like he came into, uh, you know, a thought of mine and... You know, what he does is magnify something that's not even happening. You know, that, that's why I get so worked up and so annoyed quickly and so angry at the enemy because, you know, it's stuff that's never even happened or going to happen. It's just, it gets, it's like a movie you've seen and you think it's real. You see it in your mind and then it comes back. And this is something, a thought that had come to me, you know, I, even though I go after the word like I do and I'm in services all the time, see, you still have to operate in what you read and what you fill up in yourself. You still have to walk the walk. You still have to walk the talk. You can't just say, you know, I hate the devil and, you know, I have all power over him. You have to actually believe it. You're, you, it says, I believe, therefore I speak in Second Corinthians. And so it's like, I got to get that belief system down uh, first, and then it's going to come out. And so there's a, a, a something that came to my mind this morning around five, and it woke me up out of a deep sleep, and I did not like it. I was really upset. One, I don't like when my sleep is interrupted because I do sleep well. I sleep peaceful all the time. I never have issues. So if there is an issue, I'm like greatly annoyed because I don't get like, you know, when my kids come in, my ki- all my kids have always come in, you know, when, I, when I'm sleeping, I'm just that mom that's like, okay, whatever, you know, you're little once. But, you know, when it's something that is a lie and not supposed to be there, you have uh, an option. You've got to stand your ground. And so this is what was going on. It was like five o'clock and I had this terrible thought come into my mind and I couldn't shake it. And I got really, I got really, really upset about it. And like, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's five o'clock. I, I need to go back to sleep. This is ridiculous. I'm gonna start my day at five o'clock in the morning. You know, it's gonna be a long day. I got things going on. I've got the broadcast. I've got church tonight. Ted's traveling. I got the kit, you know, like all this stuff. And so <clears throat> I started thinking about this and I was like trying to go back to sleep, but it kept like bothering me. And I was like, you know what? This is a John 10, 10 moment. The thief is coming to kill, steal and destroy. He's in my mind right now, like feeding me this thought. This isn't even true. It's never going to happen. And um, I, I need to get over it. It was like almost like you could feel a spirit of fear try to come on me. And I was so angry about it. And that's what we have to do. We have to get so angry about what's coming against you, what little lies, uh, if your family feels chaotic, if you, uh, you know, feel like there's turmoil in your life, it's time 
to say enough is enough. And so I, I had two choices. I could have laid there longer and tried to go back to sleep. And, you know, I tried to for a little bit and I thought, this is really bothering me. I, I'm, I, I'm, this is what I need to do. I need to get up because as soon as I ever have a thought like that, which isn't very often, I uh, pray immediately. I say, I have the mind of Christ. This is sent from the enemy. I have a good father who only wants to give me good things, who never wants to harm me, who always is taking care of my children, who's always taking care of me. And this can't possibly be from my heavenly father. So that's the realization that you have to come to in a moment when the spirit of fear comes upon you. When the spirit of fear comes upon you, you better know what the word of God says. You better know how to say enough's enough. Like the Isaiah 26.3 says, if I put my thoughts on him, if, if my thoughts remain on him, like I'm taking on the mind of Christ, I, I can't have fear if my thoughts are on the Lord. So I was like, you know what? I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm going to start my day and I'm going to fill my spirit, man. I'm going to pray. And I put on some faith-filled messages by Brother Hagen. And I sat there at, you know, almost six o'clock in the morning. I made my coffee. I sat there with a whole bunch of laundry I made. And I just started watching, you know, faith messages being preached. And and, I, and faith's my, it's not that, you know, I feel like, uh, I, you know, I'm a failure for thinking that. It was like, no, I need to get another sound in my ear. What's another sound that can go in my ear to destroy these thoughts that were trying to overtake me with the spirit of fear? Because it's not allowed in my home. It's not allowed around me. And so I had the two moments. I had that, I'm sorry, that moment in bed where I had two choices. It was like lay there and keep thinking about it and letting it escalate, escalate, or um, uh, getting up and approaching the, the throne room of God and be like, listen, this is not allowed in my house. This is not allowed in my mind. And I'm starting my day with joy. I put on uh, one of Brother Hagen's messages on uh, healing and faith. And then I put one on where it was the move of the spirit and joy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I literally had tears coming down my face and I was laughing and this is me alone surrounded by folded laundry my kids are asleep and I was like this is what I needed to feel this is what you do so we all have that time in a moment where we make that decision and we say am I going to magnify what the enemy is saying to me am I going to magnify what he's trying to throw my way or am I going to immediately punch it in the face? Am I going to immediately kick it out? Am I going to immediately shut the door on it so it can't manifest, so it can't grow, so no seed is ever deposited? So we have those two choices. And when I got up and I was thinking about, you know, and I, and I was praying before I started it and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm thinking of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1.7 always comes to me, always comes to me uh, when I feel like, yes, you're right, Bethany. She says, if you're laughing while folding laundry, you know that's the spirit. And that is the truth because I hate doing laundry. I hate it. If anyone wants to do it for me, feel free to come over and do it because I don't like doing it. I love the smell and that's it. 
I don't like doing it, I don't like folding, and I don't like putting away, and that tends to be my job all the time. So, <laughs> the only thing I like about laundry is the smell of clean clothes. Um, and so, anytime I start to feel like a spirit of fear is creeping in uh, to my kids if they start to say something, or myself, I go to 2 Timothy 1.7, and it's one verse that a lot of us know and a lot of us quote, but it's like, do we quote it or do we know it? See, there's a difference in believing something from the Word of God and just being able to memorize it because there's, there's scholars and there's people all over the world that have the Bible memorized front and back. And so really, moms and wives, I want you to uh, pay attention to this uh, teaching because uh, we're, we're creating a, a peaceful home. We are in charge of that. We're creating a no fear home. We're creating a home full of wisdom. We are that woman that can stand up to the enemy, that has control of her life, that has control of her thoughts, that has control. You know, when things are chaotic, when you feel like you don't know what's going on, you know, that's a loss of control. And that is not how a woman of God acts. A woman of God does not lose control. Um, and so that's really what I'm going to be kind of harping and touching on today is that it says, you know, my title was worry is a characteristic of a heathen. You know, they don't know anything about our God. They aren't saved. They are dead in their sin and trespasses. They aren't, you know, so I don't need their opinion. I don't, they don't know the same thing I do. They, they're going to act differently than I'm going to act. And so we have to understand that worry, that spirit of fear, that, that, that feeling of I don't know and what if is not a characteristic of a woman of God. It's not. It's not because we all know what flows from the head goes down. And so we are, you know, obviously the husband is the head of the home. Not everyone, uh, you know, you could be a single mom now. You are now the head of the home. But either way, even though Ted's the head of our home, I'm still up there. And so as leadership, what flows down is going to be with my kids. And, you know, and so I have, you know, I have, you have a great responsibility as a wife and a mom on making sure you are uh, presenting yourself as a woman of God in great leadership. And so in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, or some versions say a sound mind. And so I kind of just wanted to break that up for a little bit. Um, in Colossians 3, 2, it says, Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. If we have a heavenly mindset, if we have heavenly thoughts, it is so hard for room for anything else. You know, a lot of times uh, that spirit of fear uh, this are different things it does. It gives you the what ifs of life. You know, as a parent, you start thinking uh, the what ifs. What if my kid gets hurt? What if my kid gets, you know, especially if you start seeing, you know, other children or other families that are battling something or you know somebody that's done something. It's the what ifs. The what ifs are so dangerous. They cause a great 
mommy fear is what I call it. I actually did a podcast a long time ago when I started Nonstop Mom um, about mommy fear because it gives you the what ifs that's not gonna happen and it has never even happened. And so what happens is we get a thought, the what if thought in our mind and it escalates. It goes bigger than it should, it goes higher than it should And then we start to base our confession, base our attitude, we start to base our decisions on the what if that never even has ever happened. And so that is what we have to keep in mindset. So when we talk about 2 Timothy 1.7, we know that a spirit of fear is not from God. So immediately when you sense something of the what ifs, you know that's not from God when it's tragedy and you know different things that are going to be coming your way, even to your own body. But um, the spirit of fear, the what ifs of life, the spirit of fear will make you a coward. The spirit of fear, you know, it something's big coming. You know, something's coming. I've got to hide. I, something, something. It's like. What is the something? Exactly. Again, another. You don't even see it. It's something magnified, you know, heard lies. It, so it, spirit of fear does the what ifs and it makes you a coward. We're not cowards. We're not women of God that are spineless jellyfish. No, we have a backbone. We have a a strength with the the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us to take on whatever we need to in our life, whatever we need to in our marriage, whatever we need to as a parent. Do you think that he gave you children as a great reward and a gift from heaven and not equip us to handle things, not equip us on how to be married, not equip us on how to run our home, not equip us on how to be strong in our faith. No. And any task, anything he's, he's called you to do, he's equipped you to do it. And so the spirit of fear, the what ifs of life, it makes you a coward. When the what ifs of life turn into making you a coward, turn into altering your parenting, you're going to start changing the way you do things, what you allow your kids to do, what you allow yourself to do, what you, you know, are concerned with for your husband. So the the spirit of fear will alter your parenting. It will alter it will actually alter your parenting. It opens the door to the enemy and it it gives you the doubt of your parenting skills. I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm a failure. I don't know if, if I ever can help them. I have a child and I'm praying through and there's this issue and this issue and you know what I mean? Some parents are saved later in life. So there's a whole flip-flop switch that's gotta happen in their family. And you know, so it's gonna take some time. You don't give up on that child. You don't change uh, back to how you were. You're a new creature in Christ. You keep showing them the way. You keep it's, It might take a little time, but you keep showing them the way. You keep moving forward. You keep living for Jesus. And they will come around. But the spirit of fear will give you doubt for your parenting skills. It will give you doubt if you're a good wife. You know, things could happen. Well, what's wrong with me? I guess I'm not pretty enough. I guess this. 
Does he even does he even like me anymore? Does he even want to spend time with me anymore? You know, you and then it it changes your your life as a wife. It changes how you are. It changes when you start maybe you put up a wall, maybe you, you know, I'm not good enough. So then you start going to the world for approval. You start going to uh, social media for approval. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit when I get down to a sound mind because th then it's like you start doubting yourself. And when you doubt yourself, you will believe anything. You'll believe anything. And then that's how the door gets open and the guard gets down and you'll believe what anybody has to say about you. And then you could change yourself for the wrong reasons. You start changing yourself, you start changing your parenting, you start changing your, the way you are as a wife because you've let your guard down with a spirit of fear and you would rather listen to what society and the world's telling you what a wife should look like and how you should parent rather than shutting the door on fear, shutting the door on doubt, shutting the door on worry and going with what God has said in the word of God for you. And so it starts the verse with, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. Okay? We're not going to be shy. We're not full of fear. We're aggressive. We are taking our faith at a violent action, and the enemy has no say. But, so these are the three things in this verse that are going to cast fear down. Without these three things, then fear can creep up. So it says power, okay, but of power. Power, it's the strength from above that carries out tasks God has called you to do. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, it gives you a power. It gives you a boldness. Uh, the boldness comes from knowing your identity in Christ. When you know who God has made you to be. Not everybody, and I say this a lot, but it's a, it's a battle, you know. Lots of generations have been taught if you're not physically bringing home a paycheck or money, you aren't really working, okay? You aren't really working. And so that's something that has been instilled, you know, even in an older generation. It's like, what's my worth? I'm going to get a paycheck to know my worth. But that's, that's not how it works. Being a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> your paycheck is... Um, your kids live, living right for the Lord and, you know, surviving this world. You know, that's your reward right there. And to me, that's the best reward in all the world. Now, obviously, God will give you provision along the way and he'll give you God ideas and he'll give you different seasons that you can step out. But your identity in Christ, don't figure out your identity based on your... Um, money that you make, what tier you, you, you are in, what uh, paycheck, you know, if you get a paycheck or you just, you know, raise your kids at home, if you run a CEO or you work from home, you know, if you homeschool, if you don't, that's not your identity. That's not your identity. You know, everyone in this whole world, that's like what they want to say. I have a shirt that says, I identify as, and then that's what they do. You know, that's how you keep people getting the mindset that, you know, they're continuous alcoholics. It's like alcoholics that stop drinking are then in a program for 20 years and 
every day of their life, they haven't drinking for 20 years, but yet every day you have to go in and say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. And it's like, but you haven't had a sip of alcohol for 20 years. Okay, so see, they're trying to put a stamp, an identity on you, but we need to figure out our identity in Christ. When you have your identity in Christ, your boldness goes to a next level. You have one person you know is your boss and you're ready to please. And then you step out. You'll step out in life when you have that power, that identity in Christ that gives you the power. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, power will come upon you. And so that is what we have to realize is um, he'll give us the strength we need and equip us. We have to just know, hey, this is my purpose. This is what God has called me to do. And then that power flows. It says in Hebrews 13, 21, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. All right. So what's his will? You know, for a while, I was a little frustrated because I thought, you know, what the heck am I doing? I, I could just be home. Why am I, you know, you guys hear me say this. Why am I traveling? Why am I this? Why am I that? Um, you know, I don't get to go out to eat after after services. I have a nursing baby. The baby doesn't want to sit in a carrier. I don't want to sit at a restaurant. I don't want to do this. You know, this is tiring. This is a lot. Oh, I'm going to the lobby again. Oh, wait, my kid won't be quiet. I have to leave the service again. I mean, like, you know, it's a constant, like, uh, battle of your mind. And it's like, what are you even doing? And then the moment it dropped to me when I was in the back of a service and I was actually holding little Teddy, and it was like, you know what, if this is my only ministry, if this is it, because I had people, I mean, people are just so stinking rude. I would never like go up to people and say some of the things that people have asked me and said. But one time we were somewhere and someone wrote, I mean, not wrote, someone, someone came up to me and said in a service, so your husband preaches he plays the piano and he sings. What do you do? And I was like, uh, like holding baby Maddie at the time. And I was like, what do I do, Lord? Like, what do I do? So, you know, you can have those outside voices that uh, could take over your thoughts. And then the what ifs, the what ifs. What if I just stay home? What if... Ted doesn't need me on the road right now. I'm barely even with him right now. You know, what ifs? And so I had to really get my identity in Christ and realize, you know what? <laughs> what if this is the only ministry I ever have? Is my children. Is keeping them in uh, fear of the Lord. Keeping them to understand how to honor their parents. Keeping them smart. Keeping them set apart. Keeping them living holy keeping them in health, keeping them filled with the word of God. You know, if that's the only uh, thing I ever did in life, I'm going to do it well. But you know what? God had me step out of my comfort zone and do a lot more things that I never saw myself doing. But once I got that in my mindset, once I, I realized, you know, this is it. And if it was the only thing ever it, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do it with all my might and I'm going to do it with joy and I'm going to do it because like Liz says, it is a big deal and it is. But when you're young and you're starting out and people say things like that to you, 
you really got to seek the Lord on it. So that's why I want to encourage you today that well, you got to get that identity in Christ. Getting that identity in Christ is going to fill you with that boldness and with that power. Because when something comes your way, when a thought, when somebody says something stupid that comes your way, you're going to be fine. You're going to be content. You're going to be like, that's all right. I'm glad Ted can sing. I'm glad he can play. You know what I mean? I enjoy every bit of it. You know what I mean? You look at things a whole lot different and you realize, hey, that's not my lane. This is the way God created me to be. I'm not going to then go try to, you know, take singing lessons after that and then try to play the piano because then I wouldn't be in my gift that God's given to me. I would be out of it. I'd be frustrated. I'd be spending money on things that I don't and shouldn't be doing. You've got to get that power that helps you know your identity and stay in your lane. All right. And then it says after that, but of love, of power and love. Love. Love is what, guys? A fruit of the Spirit. A fruit of the Spirit. God is love, and we are to imitate our Father. And so it says in, um, uh, I think I want to go to 1 John first. 1 John first, 1 John first. No, maybe I want to. All right. When, when we talk about love, 1 John 4, let's see, 16. Do I have that right? We know how much God loves us, and we put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And so we have to realize if we're going to imitate our Father, we need to have love. When we don't feel like loving people, when we feel like wringing our kids' necks, when we feel like lashing out at our husbands uh, because he said something short or he said something uh, annoyed or he said something sarcastic or he said something that it wasn't the answer you wanted to hear or it wasn't the way you would have said it. You know, we have to make sure we walk in love at all times. It says in 1 John 14, such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So as you love, there's no room for fear. As you love, there's only room for trust. There's no room for fear when you when you're in love, when you're operating by the gift of the Spirit. Get the, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit aren't suggestions. It's like we're not supposed to just pick and choose whatever nine we want. We have to work at them. Some come easier than others. And so the ones that come hard, I always tell my kids, because I have to do it too, like, listen, probably pay, like, I'm good at self-control. Patience, I'm going to say, has to be one that, you know, I have to pray for daily just because you can get a lot going on and times change and schedules change and you have 19 people talking to you at once and you have deadlines so for me patience is something that I have to <laughs> ask for at a daily time but I always tell my kids that I'm like if there's one that seems harder ask the Lord he'll help you he'll 
He'll help you make it easier for you. If it's something you have to work at, then make a point to work at that one harder than the other, but don't discredit them. Um, uh, love makes you confident. So when you are in love, you're confident. You know, you know, me loving, walking in love, loving God and loving people despite, you know, their problems is shows a true sign of spiritual maturity. And so I wrote down, love makes you confident and you won't be easily imitate, uh, uh, intimidated. You won't be easily intimidated when you walk in love. Because just like when I woke up this morning and I had such an issue with that thought in my mind, I was confident that I knew it wasn't from the Lord and I was confident that if I spoke his word and I prayed, I could cast out that fear. I could tell it to leave and it wouldn't stay in my thoughts and it wouldn't stay in my mind. And so that's what we have to get is that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He has not put upon that upon us that's directly from the enemy. And so he's given us the power. So when you operate in power, you operate in authority, which I talked about on Monday, hardcore, it was operating in authority. And then you walk in love. When you walk in love, you are confident. You are confident and you're not easily intimidated. You know, that is one thing that Ted and I make a point to do with our children is over the top, love them. Over the top, kiss them. Over the top, hug on them. Over the top, tell them how much we love them and how wonderful they are. Why? It instills confidence. They won't go out to the world to seek approval. They won't go out to some boy or some girl or some person to find love, to find uh, confidence, to find, you know, when you love, when you have love and you operate in love, there's a confidence that comes with it. And so I make a point to, uh, you can't, overly love your kids, I guess. But I mean, I make a point to go hardcore on it because they're not going to seek a drop of love outside of this family and through Christ until if the Lord tarries and it's time. I don't think Ted will ever let them move on. But you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be the person that's out there seeking approval from a heathen or seeking approval from Joe Schmo or whoever on love, on confidence, on approval. And so that's why love is so important. It will remove fear, it brings in trust, and it keeps you rooted and grounded, knowing my heavenly Father is good, He loves me, this is not from Him, this is what His Word says, and it will come to pass. And then the sound mind. That's what the last part of that verse says, is he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind. What is a sound mind? We're not women of roller coaster emotions. We're not. You've got to cut it out. If you're that person that can't get a grip or, you know, you're just, you know, weepy all the time. Listen, I understand women have feelings. I'm not some kind of like cold-hearted person, but I also understand what a sound mind is and you can't operate 
like a wave in the ocean. First of all, it says in James, when you're asking, if you're that person that's double-minded, that's how emotional people all the time are. They end up, it transfers. It's just like, you know, everyone's like, I can't, can't decide. He's good, but then today maybe it's not his will. And does he? I don't know. Oh, this Sunday I learned that he does heal, but then I go talk to somebody else and it's like, you know what I'm saying? So we don't, a sound mind. Our kids need to see parents with a sound mind. We don't need to be flip-flopping. We don't need to be one minute we're on fire for Jesus, the next minute we're taken off on a Sunday to go on the boat because, you know, hey, we, we got all the other Sundays to go to church. I mean, like, why can't we just take off today? Nobody should never take off from church. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. But it, we have to be parents. We have to be parents that are uh, consistent. Who wants to serve? I mentioned this yesterday, you know, about people who say they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they act like wackadoos. You know, they act like complete nut jobs. And it's like, what person is going to want to ever be filled with the Holy Spirit? And you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you can only go so far. This is a, you know, you can live saved and not be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can live, you know, a decent life on earth. But if you want the power to break through that ceiling, to break through and, and, and to go way further in your Christian life, then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when somebody acts like a wackadoo, they don't want to, they don't want to follow you. They're like, I don't want that. I don't, that, that Holy Spirit's going to make me look crazy. And I don't want that. You know, I don't want all that attention. I don't want. So it's just like parenting for your kids. Be rock solid. Be an emotional uh, uh, foundation for them. That's not going to and fro. That's not high. That's not down. You know, don't be somebody where is mom going to be okay today? Like, oh, shoot, this happened. I don't think she's going to have the, you know. Yeah, I understand we have reactions about stuff. You know, hey, you've told them several times, if you don't move that cup, it's going to spill. If you don't move that cup from the corner of the table, it's going to spill. Hey, don't forget, move that cup from the corner of the table, it's going to spill. Okay, so then you go in the other room and it spills and you come back and you, you did get upset about it with them. Well, there were a few warnings there and your kids, you know, weren't behaving right and so that happens okay so your reaction is that way but when don't be the the mom that it's like you don't know when you get up in the morning your kids are like if mom doesn't sleep well she's gonna be a bear today you know don't don't be that for them don't be that for your a wife for your husband be a rock be somebody that's like i'm praying for you you know, I understand, like I said at the beginning, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, us as women with being emotional beings, but don't don't take every tone and every sarcasm and every little a snippet towards you if your husband has spoken to you that way and it's like, oh, the end of the world. I'm going to slam my door and I'm not going to talk to you for an hour. Like, just suck it up for a little bit. It's okay. You, you know, some, what if he's having a bad day for a second? Why don't you find out why he's acting that way? Or you know what? Change the tone. Be in control of the tone for a minute. If he's being grouchier one way, you don't need another person to be grouchy and snippy, right? You can respond with, okay, is there anything I can get for you? Did you have a hard day? Why don't you go sit down? I'm going to get dinner started. You know what I mean? Because it's like you don't need two people going at it. 
I always tell my kids, they sit in the back, so they're probably like, oh my gosh, I hear mom say this all the time. I always tell my kids, somebody has to stop what's going on. Somebody has to end the fight. Somebody has to, you know, be the mature one and, and let's end it because sometimes they can go back and forth. Someone does something and then we do something and then the other kid does something and they're like, well, she hit me first, so now I'm going to, you know, trip her, whatever. I'm not saying they always do that, but I'm just saying like that's what it is. Somebody has to change the tone. Create peace. Plan for peace. Plan for peace. <laughs> Tiffany says rocks versus wackadoos. Future podcast? Maybe. That would be a good title, Bonnie. And so we can't let, like Bethany Hooker said, emotions don't run us. You can't be a woman where your emotions are, uh, you know, you have a leash around your neck and the emotions are, are taking you for a ride. We are in control. We might not like a response. We might not like something in the moment. Well, you're going to set the tone for your home. You're going to plan for peace. And you're going to be the one to change it. You have the power to change it. And with a sound mind, you can do that. Uh, so a sound mind's not going to give in to the enemy's lies easily. And you're not going to let the world and social, social media sway you. You're not going to be a woman of God where social media can pop up a meme or pop up a saying or pop up a, a something, a, somebody's picture, and um, then you're immediately swayed. You don't no. You have a sound mind. You have a sound, sound mind. Um, just a couple things real quick that I wanted to differentiate with um, that goes along with, you know, the love, the power, the sound mind. Kind of like, you know, if you go to Proverbs 31, I know that sometimes that can be overused for women's stuff. But like I said not too long ago, you know, it does, you don't have to be a wife just to read Proverbs 31 because it's talking about what a woman, I, I know it says wife of noble character, but you will be one day and you want to learn. And so here is what a woman of God will look like. You can do these things before you're, you're married. You know, you might not have the kids to take care of and you might not have the husband to take care of, but you surely can have the God ideas where you are, you know, she's, she's providing for her family, you know, until you get married, you know, and you're the sole provider, or if you're a single mom and you're the sole provider, Proverbs 31 is still for you. Just don't discredit it because it says wife of noble character. This is a woman of, of noble character. Look at it that way, a woman of noble character. And so there's bits and pieces from her life in Proverbs 31 that you can take now. And so it says in Proverbs 31, in 25 and 26, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. So that's just not talking about a mom. That's just not talking about a wife. That's talking about a woman of God. She's clothed with strength and dignity. And so that's what I was thinking of when I was got up this morning with that thought that I didn't like, that was sent from the enemy, and I was thinking of God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. He's given me power, love, and a sound mind. And then I started thinking, I am clothed. I am clothed with strength and dignity. And now I'm going to operate that way. I'm going to live that way. And I laugh without fear of the future. 
because the thought that the devil tried to give in my mind today was a future thought. It was a thought of what if this happens in the future? And so I was like, I'm not that person. I'm going to laugh. And that's what I did this morning. I'm going to laugh. I put Brother Hagen on and I watched people get hit with the joy and I laughed. I laughed until I felt happy. I, and you have to force yourself. Like I talked about yesterday, I laughed until, you know, there was complete joy that overwhelmed me and took over my thoughts. And I was like, what a stupid idea. What a stupid thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and then the, the thing my husband always says, someone else's story isn't going to be my story. You can't look at other people's lives and situations and say, well, what if that happens to me? What if that happens to my husband? What if that happens to my kids? Because then that's opening a door for a spirit of fear. Because the what ifs is, uh, it, it is a spirit of fear. It's like uh, the speaking language of the spirit of fear. And then in verse 28, for the ones who are moms, is her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. And so that is what we have to get at. When you kick off fear and you operate in power and love and sound mind as a woman of God, not just married, as a woman of God that you're, you know, you're watching right now, you will operate just like that. You have power, you have love, you operate not a basket case of emotions. You're not all over the place, flipping around like a fish out of water. You're sturdy, you're a foundation, you're a good teacher, you're a good wife. If you, you know, are a single mom or you're not married yet, you're a good provider for your home. And so when you operate this way, worry will not become a characteristic of you. It, it, poss it, it just, it possibly can't. And so, you know, we know what the Bible says. We know what the world says. Nothing good. Like I'm always stressing. There's not one thing. There's not one thing I want or to look like from the world. They're always going to tell you, you know, your marriage and you're not going to be happy about your identity unless you look like a Barbie doll on crack. That's just what it is. It's just what the world will tell you. You need to fix this. You need to add this. You need more eyelashes. You need more makeup. You need more eyebrows. You need more this. You need more perfume. You need more makeup. You need these types of clothes. You need this in your house. You need this type of house. You need this type of furniture. You need this type of, you know, the world's always gonna tell you, you need this type of. But you have to be rock solid in who you are. You have to be rock solid and not listening to the world. Because it's Liz, I'm Barbie. Because it's true. I mean, I live in South Florida. There's a lot of them down here. <laughs> There's a lot of them down here. And if, if I went by what the world said about me, if I went by what the world said uh, I was supposed to look like as a wife and as a mom, that, that, that's what it would be. Or another one is like, I can't start this day until, you know, I have all my coffee and I need an IV drip and, you know, uh, I can't live this life. I, nobody can talk to me. Kids, mom needs her coffee or I can't. It's like that kind of stuff cracks me up because 
okay, I get people need coffee. You know, I enjoy my coffee in the morning. But it, but I just have a different mindset. Like the moment I start saying like, I need to depend on something, I get really aggravated within me about it. So I'm like, I'm gonna be the opposite. Yeah, I really love coffee in the morning. Yeah, I really love it. But the moment I'm like, all right guys, nobody can talk to me until I've had my first cup of coffee. You know, then it gets to be like a, a little dramatic is how I look at it because that's like everything that's printed on the world, on, on the coffee cups and on the shirts and, and you know, and then the world, I have this, I don't even know, I don't even, I've never even bought anything from the shirt, the shirt company that always pops up on my Instagram, but it cracks me up because there's a shirt that this, all these moms are wearing, you know, and they've got their puckered out lips and their, and the shirt says, F-bomb kind of mom. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? That is something you want to wear. That's something you want to be portrayed as. That's what you want to be seen. And Christians will wear this. I know you're like, no one would ever, no Christian would ever wear a shirt that said the F word on it like that. You know, that, but that is how society is pushing that to you. That is how society is telling you you need to be. You need, it's, you're a mom, you have your hair in a bun, you live in sweats, you know, this kind of stuff will over, and I didn't mean to like get on a side thing about this, but this is like how it will transfer into your identity and you become what's everything listed on a billboard. And so we have to understand, we're gonna get that power, our confidence in who we are and our identity. As a woman of God, we're gonna get our love walk right, we're gonna, work hard at our love walk, and we're gonna be a woman that has a sound mind. So we're gonna have the power because we know our identity and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're gonna have uh, love because Jesus loved and he's loved us through you know, our, ourselves. And so the Bible says in Colossians 3.13, you make room for each other's uh, allowances for each other's faults. And then we're gonna walk with a sound mind. We're not gonna be Christian women that high, low, high, low, always needing tissues, high, low. I don't know, is she walking on eggshells? Is she okay today? Nope, we're gonna be the rock. We're gonna be the rock for our family. We're gonna be the rock to help our husbands and we're gonna be the rock for our children. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every woman watching. I thank you, Lord, that you are encouraging them in their spirit to be better each and every day. Thank you for giving us these tools that we can operate every day in our life to be who you've called us to be. Thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us with power, with love, and with sound minds. We are full of wisdom, Lord. Thank you that we cast out a spirit of fear. We don't have any doubt. We don't have any worry. That is not in our DNA. So thank you, Lord, that that is a, a something that we rebuke, rebuke by your name in the name of Jesus. It's not allowed in our home. It's not allowed in our marriage. It's not allowed in our thoughts. It's not allowed with our kids, that we are drawing the boundary line around our life, around our home, around our work in the mighty name of Jesus. For we are women of God, 
that do look at the future, that laugh because we're confident in who our God is. And thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much and giving us your word, giving us your word so we don't ever have to be tripped up. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, ladies. Listen, I don't know how I feel about you preaching to my coffee issues. I love coffee too. I have an espresso machine, Bethany. Listen, don't get offended. You know where offense will take you. I'll teach on that on Friday. I'm just kidding. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being with me today, knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that we're not going to be tripped up by the enemy, knowing who we are as a woman of God, knowing the power that we have, knowing the power that we have is everything. I love you guys. Um, I will be back in the regular broadcast tomorrow morning at 1030 for Miracle Word Ministries. And then on Friday afternoon, I will be back with you guys uh, for a teaching and giveaway. So make sure you are a part of it and make sure you get MiracleWordKids.com today. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.